talk with State Senator Steve McClure, who was at the Capitol yesterday, uh, taking part in the action that uh, seemed to be delayed from its scheduled starts, and uh, a lot of different balds being moved around with last-minute committee hearings being published and uh, maps for judicial sub-districts being revised multiple times throughout the day yesterday. Lawmakers didn't finish up until uh, late into the evening hours. Uh, and uh, something I think uh, leaves a lot of us a little exhausted uh, come the next day. Uh, but here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, I'm Greg Bishop, now 739. State Senator Steve McClure, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Uh, we want to start off by talking about uh, the tragedy that happened to one of your constituents uh, who is uh, serving the people of the state of Illinois to help protect children. Uh, thanks for taking time with us, Steve. Sure, thanks, Greg. Yeah, Deidre was an incredible worker for DCFS. She was known by all of her colleagues as a very positive person, always lit up a room, and she was extremely concerned about kids. She, before she worked at DCFS, she worked for the Department of Juvenile Justice, and the fact that she was going to check on kids to make sure that they were safe and she was brutally murdered is really heartbreaking, especially since she was 36 years old, two young kids, a husband, and a fantastic family who cared so much about her. Uh, really a tragic situation. And we've all got to keep in mind just how difficult the job is of a DCFS caseworker or anyone working in the capacity where you're going to somebody's house to check on a potentially violent situation or abusive situation. So, you know, her and her family are in my thoughts and prayers. And, uh, I pray for all of our DCFS workers across the state. And we've uh, seen the uh, condolences on uh, both the House and Senate floor focusing on this. Uh, but also, Senator, I heard uh, multiple times uh, during the day yesterday on uh, the floor of both chambers uh, about several law enforcement officers uh, that have lost their lives just in the past few weeks here in Illinois, two on one day. Um, what is, what's, what's happening here? Uh, is this a, just a, a natural crime wave or, uh, are there, are there things kind of, you know, in the ether that is giving people the, some sense of they can do whatever they want? What is, what is going on here? Yeah. So first we got to make sure to honor our, our law enforcement and to thank them. I thank police all the time for what they do. And we have to keep that separate from the political aspect, which is the fact that, let's face it, Greg, there was a criminal law bill passed in the dead of night, which caused a lot of criminals across our state to feel emboldened. And we noticed that almost instantly. I had reports from local law enforcement officials across the 50th Sand District that uh, within weeks of that, word was getting out and Criminals were just getting more nasty toward law enforcement, and the disrespect shown towards police publicly, uh, much of that was documented, by the way, on YouTube videos or on social media, uh, was just outrageous. And unfortunately, um, you know, that has, in my view, led to this environment that we're currently in right now, where people feel that they can get away with whatever they want and that law enforcement uh, is the enemy and that they've got friends in the legislature who also agree with them that law enforcement is bad and, and everything else. We have to set the tone as, as members of the General Assembly to show that we support law enforcement, and we support 
all these people living in these extremely dangerous neighborhoods who just want to make sure their kids can go to school without getting shot. Uh, unfortunately, though, Greg, as you know, all of our public safety measures that have been presented by the Senate Republicans have not even received a vote in the state Senate. We can come together as a state. We can, we can solve these problems. But for that to happen, the other side of the aisle, the Democrats, uh, need to come to the table and work with us to fight crime and to help these victims and help our law enforcement. Unfortunately, that is yet to happen. Senator Steve McClure with us on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, and, of course, in some of these recent instances of uh, public servants uh, being murdered, uh, a couple of police officers and the DCFS worker down in Thayer, uh, all separate instances. But uh, there is going to be people held accountable. Uh, there was an arrest in the uh, the murder of the DCFS uh, employee uh, and uh, ongoing investigations and uh, charges against uh, others in uh, other cases. So we do have that going on. But... Uh, uh, you know, at the state house yesterday, you guys did take up some some criminal justice issues, uh, just not what the Republicans wanted. What were some of the issues that uh, Democrats uh, uh, got through both chambers last night? Well, there was a trailer bill that we didn't vote on in the Senate because we had already voted on it weeks ago um, that the House voted on involving the criminal law stuff. One of the parts of the bill included um, a provision that allows for three phone calls that uh, can go to a family member, uh, one of which can be on a cell phone, by the way, or any of which can be on a cell phone. And uh, this is after a person is first detained or placed in custody. Now, think about that for a moment, because we have uh, a situation that is very common involving where uh, uh, cases where a person who is abusing their family member sexually or physically and now, this bill allows for that person to contact that family member, threaten them or intimidate them or do harm to them psychologically after the event occurs on a cell phone, which would not be recorded in the same way that our jail phone calls are recorded. So, you know, here's the problem. There is no concern whatsoever for our victims, and there is no concern whatsoever for public safety or the, um, the safety of the people that need to testify in court to make sure that justice prevails, whatever that is, whatever the end outcome. It has to be a truthful outcome, and we can't find out what the truth is if we have witnesses that are scared to testify. So and, you know, and, that's just one well, provision in the bill, but it's just a, a long list of, of things that are very bad. Some things that were good in the bill, but a lot of things that were bad, as usual. And watching the debate on this in the House, um, it was brought up that, uh, you know, it, it's still going to be illegal for witness intimidation, Senator. So, I mean, shouldn't that alleviate the concerns here? Well, it's funny because I prosecuted cases involving a person who was making phone calls once in custody to intimidate witnesses. Guess what, Greg? Those phone calls are recorded by the jail. That's the only way that you can really prosecute that case. On a cell phone that's not being recorded, that would be what is considered to be a he said, she said. So the person, the suspect will say, well, I didn't do it. And the victim will say, yes, they did. There is no way to prove that beyond a reasonable doubt in court. So taking away the recordings, which are in place, by the way, the recording devices are in place at the jail for the protection of the public, for the protection of witnesses, of victims and their families. Taking that away and allowing them to use 
private cell phones to make these calls so that they can do so under the radar without being recorded, um, to me, is a, is a very bad thing. And it does nothing to solve the shootings and family-related crimes that are plaguing our state right now. Because the number one reason why we can't solve many of these cases or domestic batteries or shootings is because the witnesses themselves are fearful of testifying. This will make that worse. State Senator Steve McClure with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed. A couple of other issues I do want to make sure we get in. Uh, Yesterday, uh, not only was action delayed by hours, there was some issue with whether or not the Senate had a quorum. Uh, I did, uh, I'm not going to name the senator, um, but uh, I did get confirmation that one senator that publicly stated that they had tested positive for COVID New Year's Day uh, was at the Capitol complex, but the Senate president's office said this particular senator was in their car in the parking lot. What was going on yesterday with the, the quorum and uh, how did that play into how everything seemed to you know happen last minute with, you know, the, the, the judicial sub circuits and so on? Well, if you look at the judicial map for the state, for these different areas, the sub circuits, some of which, if you look at like the same county area, if you look at by the Illinois River near Jerseyville, it looks like a child drew things on a map with a crayon. Um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg with these maps. I mean, you, we didn't even know what we were voting on because our software, our, our software that um, is sophisticated that we use for redistricting, they were the drawings were so poor that we couldn't even find out the demographics for the um, the Springfield area and the Sangamon County area uh, judicial map. So that's the atmosphere that we're working in. Under those circumstances, I don't know how any constituent in this state can feel comfortable with that type of legislation moving forward. Uh, and before we vote on the map, the judicial maps, uh, a, a, a new version was dropped, you know, an hour before we voted. And, you know, these maps, I mean, I, I would encourage any of your listeners, Greg, to, to go look at these maps and zoom in on the same county area in the area by the Illinois River that I was speaking about. They are, they are drawn, some of which there's one color over another color, so it looks like they, they were, like, crossing out one. And I mean, it, it's just so, so badly done. I just don't see how anyone could say that we should be doing that when we did it, there was no deadline that we needed to meet. So it was just doing it for a power grab for, you know, the election of more Democratic judges across our state. And as I can, I can't overemphasize enough, one of the issues that we're having is uh, folks on the other side of the aisle are very uh, lenient towards criminals, particularly in, uh, we've got cases in Cook County and other places where there are Democratic judges that are releasing very violent people back into the community and Lo and behold, Greg, these people are doing horrible things. And so this power grab to try to get more of these judges across our state at a time when violence is surging is very troubling. And the way in which they're doing it is very troubling. And so, yes, we we, we had enough of this, and uh, we saw that they weren't even having enough Democrat senators for a quorum. Um, so, you know, it's it's two issues going on. The first is this process of politicizing um, our judicial system for partisan gain, uh, the outrageous way in which they were doing it, it uh, really offended us. And so that was an issue. And the second issue is, is we're sick and tired of 
these legislators who are paid a significant amount of money from taxpayers to come to Springfield, to come to the Capitol, to actually get some work done, refusing to be here. And so um, we had had enough. And, and unfortunately, the Senate president is operating in, in an environment that is extremely partisan, extremely nasty. And uh, we're, we were sick of it. If they didn't have enough senators to have a quorum, we were not going to participate in the process. And that's what happened. And they ultimately were able to get uh, some to drive down and uh, to get that quorum presence. And you guys did move on with action, but you did not address the vacancy of the Legislative Inspector General's office, Senator. Well, you know, that's all on the Senate Democrats. And we, we, have, we have had candidates. They have gone through an interview process. And it just comes down to the fact that the Senate Democrats could not agree on them. And that's, and that's what it comes down to. And that's an extremely important position. We have had in the last, just since I've been in office, several senators that have been um, either convicted of crimes or are currently facing charges in, in federal court. So it's an extremely important position. Republicans are taking it very seriously. But like many of the issues in our state, my Democrat colleagues are not taking it seriously. And it's a very unfortunate State Senator Steve McClure, greatly appreciate you taking the time with us. Uh, we'll definitely connect again soon in the future here uh, to talk about these and other issues. Uh, but won't see it at the Capitol, I guess, for the next however many weeks because you guys are off next week, apparently. So uh, we'll see what happens and keep a close eye on when uh, the state legislature returns. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. You too, Greg. Thank you very much.